Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. On this episode of 5 Minutes in Church History, let's talk about a scientist, Sir Isaac Newton. He was born in 1643. He died in 1727. He was actually born in the exact same year of the death of Galileo. He was born in originally humble circumstances. His father died three months before he was born. In 1661, he went off to Cambridge. He had a grasp of Latin and a very curious mind. He would pass the time sketching clocks and windmills and other kinds of gadgets. Uh, Once he got to Cambridge, he studied astronomy. This was the era of Copernicus and Kepler. And of course, he studied the classic philosophers, Aristotle and Plato. He kept his notebooks, and in one of them he wrote, Amicus Plato, Amicus Aristoteles, Magus Amica Veritas. Plato is my friend. Aristotle is my friend. Truth is my best friend. And he also, while at Cambridge, embarked on studying mathematics. In fact, he would come to lead the way in this field. He is credited for inventing the study of calculus, as he called it, the calculus of infinitesimals. And it was also while he was at Cambridge that he studied the motion of the moon and the planets, and he recognized this force that was acting on these planets in their orbit. He was discovering what would come to be called the law of gravity. He would go on to publish his books, his famous book in 1704, the book called Optics. And in there, he puts forth his theory of colors. A very interesting, a young student in the colonies at the College of Connecticut, we know it as Yale University, would get a hold of Isaac Newton's book, Optics, and he devoured it. This, of course, is Jonathan Edwards. And he wrote his own little scientific paper he called Of Light Rays, and this was all from reading Isaac Newton. And Edwards draws this corollary from just being amazed at how the eye, the actual physical human eye, processes light rays. And this is what Edwards had to write. Hence, the infinite art that was exercised in the formation of the eye, that has given it such an exquisite sense that it should perceive the touch of those few rays of the least fixed stars which enter the eye, which all put together won't amount to the million, 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 millionth part of the least mote, of such an exquisite sense that it should distinctly perceive an image upon the retina that it is not above the 80 million millionth part of an inch wide that has so nicely polished the retina that it should receive so small a picture upon it when the least protuberance or unevenness would utterly destroy and confound it. Here's Edwards, amazed at the human eye, but far more amazed at the God who created the human eye and the God who created the universe. And it was Isaac Newton who unlocked this for Edwards, and it was Isaac Newton who unlocked this for so many other people. As Alexander Pope, the poet, has it, that nature and nature's laws lay hidden by night. God said, let Newton be, and then there was light. 
Newton, as the father of modern science, believed that in no way would science give us less room for God or somehow make less space for God and understanding of him. In fact, it was the exact opposite for Isaac Newton. The more he studied God's universe, the more he was led to acknowledge and worship God. Newton once said, gravity may very well explain the motion of the planets, but it can't explain who set the planets in motion. God governs all things, and God knows all that is or all that can be known. That's the great scientist, Isaac Newton, and I'm Steve Nichols, and thanks for listening to 5 Minutes in Church History. For more information or to listen to past episodes, please visit 5minutesinchurchhistory.com.